0: Well, as I uh, I mentioned earlier, it's a it's a special day. It's great to be back with y'all on a on a special day, and and it's been a, it's been a, it was hard to be away, but it's great to be back with you, and uh, it's great to be here on this day of Mother's Day. Uh, I uh, got a few things I want to share with you this morning, but but before I jump into my lesson, I just wanted to to take a minute and acknowledge a couple of things about today. Uh, I think it's important. Uh, specifically, as we gather together and worship on on Mother's Day, these are some things that that maybe you know, maybe maybe you don't know. The first thing is this: uh, Mother's Day is actually one of the most well-attended Sundays of the Christian year. Did y'all know that? It's it's Christmas and Easter, and then right below that is Mother's Day. It's usually one of the, the most well-attended days. Everybody wants to come to church on Mother's Day. Or actually, if we're honest. Moms want to come to church on mother's day, right? And y'all do what moms say on that day, right? (laughs) Guys, we got to get, we got to be, we got to catch up on father's day. Okay. Um, Also, it's a day I know that everybody wants to get out early and go to brunch. So I promise I'm going to try to be as quick as I can so y'all can get out there and and get to get the mother's day lunch today. So Um, the second thing I want to share with you today is a little more serious. Uh, Mother's day is actually one of the hardest days to preach. And, uh, for a lot of reasons, but, but one of the reasons is, is this, uh, it's a happy day for some, and it's a painful day for others. And probably, uh, for most of us, it's a mixture of the two. Would you agree? Uh, I remember the, the joy of our first mother's day as parents. I remember, uh, the pain of our first mother's day after losing, uh, my grandmothers. Uh, there was the Mother's Day after we had experienced unexpected loss in our family. There's Mother's Days where we've experienced unexpected blessings. And I just I just wanted to acknowledge that this morning before we get started. I just wanted to to say that so that maybe you'd know where I was coming from and so that maybe you'd know that, that I at least maybe have a little bit of an idea about where you're coming from. I, I don't know about you, but uh, on days like today there are memories that flood my mind faces of of people uh and and relationships that that mean so much to me and and i'm guessing you probably have those same kind of memories and those same kind of uh, thoughts too so uh, just wanted to say that right at the beginning today on this mother's day uh on this on this particular mother's day uh there's a word that i feel like god has laid on my heart that i want to share with you Today and and that word is influence. Uh, I want to talk just a few min just for a few minutes this morning about influence, and I want to share some personal examples because uh, in addition to my wonderful mother that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, and uh, and my wonderful wife who I'd be crazy not to talk about later too. Right? Um, there have been some incredible women in my life that have influenced me—grandmothers, and aunts, and and cousins, teachers, mentors, friends. Uh, have influenced my life in more ways than, than I can articulate. I'm sure that you have folks that you can think of this morning. Maybe you're with them today that have influenced you. Uh, folks that have not only uh, influenced you, but they've been spiritual mothers who've taught you so much by not just your words, their words, but by their example. Through their lives, you've seen firsthand the power of influence my relationship with some of those folks have not only influenced my life, but in one way or another, either directly or indirectly, uh, they've influenced the lives of the people in my life that I've influenced. That's how influence works, right? And so, so it's, it's those people and our scripture lesson this morning that, that have inspired me and have inspired these two really important points that I want to share with you. I'm going to give them to you, and then we're going to unpack them a little bit this morning. Uh, they're going to be on the screen. They're also in your sermon notes if you like to follow along with those uh, in our e-bulletin. Uh, but I want you to take these to heart and, and maybe uh, commit them to prayer this week. Two uh, simple, powerful principles. About influence Uh, the first one is this we are all under the influence of something or someone and then number two is like it there is someone or something that is under the influence of you that's why the title of my sermon today is under the influence and some of y'all might hear that phrase and it might take you back to your college days uh, but I'm going to take us back even further than that. I'm going to take us back to these letters that were written in the New Testament by the Apostle Paul. They're called the pastoral letters and they're they're written by Paul to uh, these two young leaders in the church, Timothy and Titus. There are three books, 1st and 2nd Timothy and Titus. And in this book, uh, Paul is writing these letters to these individuals that were greatly influenced by him and then they in turn were going to greatly influence the movement of the early church. And so they've got a lot to tell us about influence. So I want you to hear these words today um, and hear what they have to say to us about influence. 2 Timothy chapter one, I'm gonna read verses one through five and then we're gonna read verses six through 13. Hear this God's word for us today. Paul, an apostle of Christ by the will of God in keeping with the promise of life that's in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dear son, Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God who I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, listen, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you. This is a passage that's, that's packed with, with references to the power of influence. First of all, Paul makes it personal for Timothy by acknowledging his influence in Timothy's life. Did you hear that? He refers to him as his dear son in the Lord. Then he makes reference to influence in his own life. He, he thanks the God whom I serve as my ancestors did before me. So Paul's acknowledging basically that that he is who he is and he does what he does because of the influence of those who have gone before him and served God as he serves God now. And then he turns to Timothy and he says uh, to Timothy that Timothy is who he is. He does what he does because of the influences in his life. He talks about his sincere faith, which first lived in his grandmother Lois and then in his mother Eunice. And Paul says, I am persuaded that now lives in you. This is the power of influence, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others. I want you to take a minute right now and think about the people in your life that have influenced you. Those physical and spiritual ancestors, those people who have gone before you and shown you what it's looked like to love and serve the Lord. Now I want you to think about the people in your life that, that might be spiritual sons and daughters, people that you've influenced, or maybe people that you're influencing right now. The, the point I'm trying to make is that, that this goes way beyond just our, our biological families to, to the family of faith. Jesus, in Matthew's gospel, he totally redefines family for us. Matthew chapter 12, he says, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my father. So we have this this rich uh, tradition as a family of faith, this influence that's ours uh, to receive and influence that's ours to pass on to others. So with that in mind, I want us to kind of dig into these two points this morning. The first one is this. Remember, we are all under the influence of someone or something. Uh, I shared with you these last two weeks have been so good for me and for my soul as I Kind of took a little mini sabbatical, and uh the the first week I just just tried to rest and and not do very much, but the second week, I was very intentional about trying to take time to really uh, refresh myself and renew myself and restore my soul and and so uh, I decided to to meet with some folks that have really influenced me in my life, people that have uh, probably influenced my life of faith and my call to ministry more than anyone else out of, outside of my biological family. And uh, so I decided to go back to where I uh, trained to be a pastor, Asbury Seminary in Wilmore, Kentucky. And, uh, and I, I texted uh, one of those individuals, is a, a woman named Helen Music. She was my seminary professor. She was my advisor, not only academically but but spiritually and and she's been one of my mentors for the last twenty years in ministry and So I texted her and asked if I told her I was going to be in town asked if we could get together and so uh, so she invited me over and we sat on our back porch and and had coffee together and and I just we shared about life and ministry. I told her what I was trying to do uh with uh you know taking some time to to reflect and to recharge and and somewhere along the way, we started talking about influence. And, and she talked about this idea of how we're all influenced by something. And, and we started talking about what some of those things are. Uh, so many times we talked about how some are influenced by, by things like money and success and power and position. Some are influenced by comfort and, and conflict and, and competition. Some are influenced by fear and, and worry and doubt. We talked about how sometimes when we're under the influence of those things, we do and say things that are out of character. They can lead us down a path we never intended to go down, and, and we can even lead others down that path with us. We talked about how that's especially uh, important for pastors because of the influence that we have in the lives of others. But it's true for everyone. She, she said this, this phrase that I wanted to share with you today. I, I'm kind of paraphrasing it, but she said something like this. We talked about how there are so many leaders that, 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 that get caught up in other influences other than the influence of, of Christ in their lives. And she said, influence can be intoxicating if it's not infused with humility and honesty and integrity and intentionality. As she said that, that just resonated with me. And I remember thinking, man, that'll preach. And so uh, so I decided to, to do that this morning. I decided to share it with you uh, because I think that's true, isn't it? Not just for pastors, for, for all of us as, as people. Whether we realize it or not, whether we want to admit it or not, we all uh, are influenced by something. We have influences in our lives that in turn influence those that, that are under our influence. It, it may not be a congregation. It may be a coworker. Uh, it may not be a, a, a church member. It may be uh, your children. It may, it may not be an entire church family. Maybe it's, it, it's your extended family. But whatever it is, we all have influence. We all are under the influence of something and we all have something or someone that's under our influence. So, so how, what are we allowing to influence us as we influence others? I want you to think about that today. How would you answer that question? if you were to answer it honestly. I'll tell you. I I confessed uh, to Helen, my spiritual director, that more often than not, more often than I'd like to admit, for me I'm influenced by that that third category we talked about. It's not money or success or power or position. It's not uh, conflict or comfort or competition. If I'm really honest and I really try to be, more often than not, I've been influenced, especially over this past year, by, by that category of, of fear and doubt and worry. In, in my own flesh, in my own strength, I'm, I'm afraid of, of my past mistakes and my present circumstances. I, I worry about all those things that, that, that might happen in the future. I, I doubt that I have what it takes or that everything's really going to work out okay. But I I shared with her how I'd been influenced this year by something that we did together as a as a fellowship family. At the beginning of the year, we talked about one word and having a word that would guide us through the year that would remind us uh, to be influenced by by God's word. And, And my word was dwell. And I shared that with her, how how I'm seeking to instead of dwelling on things in my own flesh, I'm seeking to dwell with God in the spirit I'm seeking to, I shared the passage of scripture with her. I'm seeking to trust in the Lord and do good, to to dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. I'm seeking to take delight in the Lord and he will give me the desires of my heart. We had this great conversation and at the end she asked if she could pray for me. And when we got done praying, she said this. She said, Trey, what the Lord put on my heart for you is this. He delights to dwell in you. That was what this weary pastor needed to hear that day. (laughs) That that it's not just that I need to dwell in Christ so that I can do the work of God, but, but God delights to dwell in me because he loves me, because I'm a child of God. Maybe you need to hear that today. It was one of those... God moments for me where the Holy Spirit was speaking to my spirit. It brought the one word full circle to me. Now I'm seeking to dwell in the presence of God, to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, uh, not just not just so that I can share that with you, but because God loves me. And I want to share that with you too. Would <laughs> you see the difference? God not only speaks through me, God speaks to me. And And really, if God doesn't speak to me, then I really have nothing to say anyways. So I'm so thankful for this Godly woman who took the time this spiritual mother who took the time not only to listen to my story, but but to listen to God to allow God to influence her to influence me so that she could speak grace and truth to me that day so that I could speak grace and truth to you today. See how that works. See the power of of influence. That brings me to the second little passage of scripture I want to read with for you today. Listen to how Paul encourages Timothy in in his influence. He says, for this reason, I remind you to fan the flame, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Don't be ashamed of the testimony about the Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. The grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. And this gospel... I was appointed as herald and apostle and teacher. That's why I'm suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. He's reminding Timothy not only of the influences of his life, but he's fanning that flame of faith so that he can send Timothy out to be an influence to those around him in the world. So that's the second part. Someone or something is always under the influence of us. Paul's reminding Timothy to remember those people who've influenced him in the faith so that he can in turn influence others in the faith. He's, he's reminding him that, that much has been entrusted to him. And so now he needs to take good care of it. People have made significant spiritual deposits into his, his spiritual account, bank account. And so he needs to be a good steward of those investments not just with his words, but with his life, right? So many times it's not what we say, but it's it's what we do. It's how we live our lives that not only shows what influence that we have on our lives, but how we influence others, right? Uh, there's another mentor of mine that I've never met, but through his books and podcasts has been kind of a long-distance Mentor to me, it's a, a pastor by the name of Wayne Cadero. He has this great quote about influence that always strikes fear in my heart as a as a pastor and as a a parent and as a person. Uh, it may be difficult to hear, but I want to share it with you this morning. He says, "This you can teach what you know, but ultimately you're going to reproduce what you are. In other words, people are going to be much more influenced by." how you live your life, how you walk the walk, than how you talk the talk. Do you remember uh, that old Nike commercial from the 80s where Charles Barkley says something like, I'm not your kid's role model? Anybody remember that? Uh, I love that commercial, but, you know, and I love Sir Charles, but I think that he he must not have been aware of this second really important principle of, of influence. See, the, the 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 truth is this, we're influencing people all the time, whether we realize it or not, whether we like it or not. The question is, how are you influencing people? Not just by what you say, but by what you do, by by how you live your life. Isn't that a isn't that a terrible concept, a terrifying concept? I bet there's some of you right now that are thinking, man, I wish we'd gone straight to brunch. <laughs> I promised you we're gonna end in a good place, but we gotta to go to this place in order to get there. Uh, this is one of the toughest things about talking about influence. It's another reason why it's hard to preach on Mother's Day because as we reflect on influence, sometimes it's hard for us to think about that, isn't it? Sometimes it's hard for us to think about the people that have influenced us and, and how their actions have influenced ours and, and, and how our actions and our words influence others. And, and as I reflected on that this week, I think it's because of this. Uh, the truth is we're all broken, imperfect people. And we've all been influenced by broken, imperfect people. And now we're trying to influence broken, imperfect people, right? That's, that's the struggle of, of influence, uh, and to make matters worse, sometimes you come to church and and uh, preachers share quotes with you like this one I'm going to share with you from the, the late Billy Graham. He says, only God himself fully appreciates the influence of a Christian mother in the molding of character in her children. Now, that's true. And that's a beautiful quote. And there's some of you that that I hope that makes you feel good today. But I know there are others of you who are here today who might be thinking this. Gosh, you know, Billy Graham didn't know my mother. Or... You know, my, my child's more like Billy the Kid than Billy Graham, so 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 what am I doing wrong? <laughs> well what I want to share with you today is that's that's one of the hardest but but maybe most hopeful parts of influence, especially in the life of faith, and that's this it's really difficult to see and measure influence. Amen. Uh, the truth is, it, sometimes it's months or years or even decades before those seeds of faith that are planted begin to bear fruit in the lives of those that we influence. If you, if you have parents or you are parents, you already know this. Sometimes it's one step forward and it's two steps back, right? And, 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 and in the waiting, there's these seasons of doubt and, and struggle. Sometimes there's strings of, of sleepless nights where you wonder if anything you said or anything you did got through. This is one of those places where our faith is tested. It's also one of those places where I think we can learn a lot from from teachers among us. I know we're almost through maybe one of the hardest years ever in education. And so maybe we just need to take a minute and give thanks to God for our teachers. Can we do that? Can we thank our teachers in the house? Gosh, I was thinking about influence this week and I thought about so many teachers that influenced and invested in me. And I was thinking about how... uh, if anyone knows how intangible influence can be, it's teachers. I'm sure that there are some teachers that, that I had that would be shocked to, to know that I'm a pastor today and, and um, that would maybe f- have them feel like maybe they did get through to me a little bit. Uh, and I thought about this year how how intangible spiritual growth and chari- character development is to measure, especially when you're looking at folks uh, on, on a screen <laughs> And, uh, and, and trying to see if anything you're saying is really getting through. And so I want to thank you, and uh, I want to remind you that, that influence is so hard to measure sometimes, especially in any kind of standardized way. But, but here's, here's a little bit of, of truth from our passage that I think might give you a little bit of hope and perspective this morning. Uh, something that you need to know about this particular passage is that one of the reasons why Paul was writing this second letter uh, to Timothy, uh, some scholars say because Timothy was starting to to waver in his faith. He'd, he'd taken some steps forward, and now he was tempted to take some steps back. And so so Paul, this, this mentor in his life, he was he was speaking these words of truth, these words of faith and encouragement to him. He's reminding him. Uh, because Timothy needed to be reminded like we all do. He needed to be reminded of the people of faith who'd invested in his life, who'd given their lives and their influence to him, and he needed to be reminded of the people of faith whose lives would be influenced by his investment in him. Isn't that what the life of faith is like? Sometimes we just need to be reminded so so that it can fan the flame of faith in our own lives, in our own faith. I want to share one more example for you this morning. That's that's a personal one for me. I want to just take a quick moment of of personal privilege and and give thanks to God for for my mom and and for my wife, the mom of my kids. I just want to share this with you. You know, growing up, my parents taught me a lot of things. More often, it was what they did more than what they said that that I hung on to. But there was this one little phrase that my mom used to say to me over and over again as I was growing up, and I'll never forget it. Uh, probably because she backed it up with, with her words. It was this simple phrase, smile, be happy, I love you. She just said that to me over and over again. You know, when she was dropping me off somewhere for school or, or to, to spend the night with friends, smile, be happy, I love you. Just this simple phrase. I didn't think much about it, but over the years, uh, I, she would just always, she was so consistent with it. She'd write me little notes, smile, be happy, I love you. It came became to mean more than just those words. It, it came to kind of represent uh, that relationship that we had together. It began to, to, to represent those memories and those stories and those experiences that we had, those smiles and, and tears, those happy times, those sad times. It, it, it came to represent this relationship that, that shaped me as much as any relationship has in my life. And, and it shaped all my other relationships as well. Because now, uh, one of the ways I show my mom the influence that she had on me is by trying to live my life in response to that influence, by, by sharing that same message in my words and my actions with the people that I now have influence on. See, now I'm a parent, and I have a little girl that's 10 and a little boy that's 6. Every day, we, or most days, when they take their lunch to school, either Abby or or I will write a little note on a napkin and put it in their lunch, and when it's my turn to write on it, guess what I say? Smile, be happy, I love you. And I hope that 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 will come to mean for them what it means to me and and my mom. See, I I try to honor her by doing for others what what she did for me. I'm, I'm trying to love them the way that she loved me. Doesn't that sound familiar to something that we've maybe read before in the Bible? You remember in, in John chapter 13, where Jesus has, has just given his disciples this example of what love and sacrifice and service is all about by washing their feet, and, and he tells them to go likewise. Right, right before he, he says to his disciples what he would back up with his actions, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for, for your friends, and you're my friends if you do what I command. I'm going to preach on that in just a few weeks right before he would demonstrate that love, that unconditional, sacrificial, selfless love by giving his life for them and for us on the cross, right before that, Jesus says these words, maybe the most powerful words about influence that anyone has ever said. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you will love one another. Everyone will know your influence, my influence on your lives, if you love one another the way that I love you. I think this simple phrase, maybe more than any other, embodies this idea of influence. It reminds us that we are all under the influence of something or someone, and there is always someone or something that is under the influence of us. This simple, powerful phrase, which Jesus backed up with his words and his actions and giving his life, it embodies not only the power of God's love for us, but it it embodies the power of God's love through us. I believe, and I want to share with you on this Mother's Day, that there is no more tangible way for us to demonstrate Christ's influence in our lives by using our influence to love others the way that Christ loves us, to serve and sacrifice for others in Jesus' name, to allow the love of Christ to so influence our lives that our lives influence others with the love of Christ. And the best part about that is there's not just one way to do that. Uh, It can happen in in big, bold, uh, Charles barkley size ways or in little uh, Libby carey size way. By the way, if you don't know my mom, Charles Barkley's 6'6", 250. My mom's about five foot and and she's very petite. Uh, And everything in between. There's no set way for us to do this. It's to take the love that we have experienced of Christ, allow it to influence our lives in such a way that we share that with others. What does that look like for you today? Maybe influence looks like cooking a meal and taking it to someone or sharing a meal with someone. Maybe it looks like uh, making a phone call or going to check on someone uh, that you know needs a visit. Maybe it's, in, it's uh, stopping while you're out in your yard to talk to a neighbor. Maybe it's, maybe it's picking up a, a baby bottle and, and filling it up and helping an organization like Portico. Maybe it's, it's encouraging your kids each morning, like, like my wife does. We're, we're getting ready to sing this song called The Blessing, and every morning we, we say The Blessing with our kids. And the last thing that, that my wife says to our kids when they get out of the car to go to school is, be kind, be yourself, do your best. It's one of those little simple phrases that just is really saying, smile, be happy, I love you. And, and I know they'll never forget that and they'll carry it with them. Um, I, have a, I have another story I'll share with you about that in just a minute. But I wanna close this morning by asking you to, to consider this question. What's a, what's a personal, practical way that you can share the love of Christ with someone who's influenced you or someone who's under the influence of you what's one way that you can do that today our our worship team's going to come up and, and lead us in that closing song the blessing today and uh, and as they lead us in that i want to invite you to to ask god to to place someone or something on your heart i want you to give thanks today for for someone or that that's influenced you or someone that that you're influencing and and i want you to take that a step further whoever god puts on your heart today i want to invite you to write that person a note, a a word of encouragement or appreciation or gratitude today. Now, it may be a note for some of you that, that you need to write to someone that's not physically here to receive it, and that's okay. Writing it might be something that you need to do to be reminded and encouraged about their influence in your life. It may be a note that you need to write to someone that really needs to hear it today, And your words might impact them in a way far beyond what you could ever imagine. Even if they're not your mother, what a Mother's Day gift that might be. You may never know the influence that you might have on somebody's life. So my prayer as we pray together this morning is that through the writing and receiving of that note, that, that you might receive the love of Christ in you, you might experience the love of Christ in you, and that someone else might experience the love of Christ through you. And that our relationships our community our world might be under the influence of god's grace will you pray with me god i thank you for your word and your spirit that speaks to us and speaks through us i thank you for this family of faith that we get to worship together and share in in, in this time together lord i thank you i give thanks for all the people that have influenced our lives lord We thank you for the the influence and the example of your son, Jesus, who came and lived and died so that we might have life. Lord, I pray that we might use any influence that we have to share his love with others, that we might love one another the way that he loves us, so that everyone might know that we are yours, that we are your disciples, that we are your sons and daughters created in your image to do your will so that your kingdom might come and your will might be done on earth as it is in heaven, in Murfreesboro as it is in heaven, at fellowship as it is in heaven. God, I pray that these seeds of faith might grow as you send us out to bear fruit for your kingdom. God, we love you, we thank you. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Would you stand for our Closing song.